Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Everything New York Giants podcast. My name is Adriana, your host, also known as New York Giants Fangirl on Instagram and TikTok. Today's episode, we are going to talk about the 18 unrestricted free agents that the New York Giants have to decide which of those players they're going to keep and which ones are going off to enter free agency. So let's go through those guys. I'll tell you who, if I was GM, who I would keep and why and who I would get rid of and why. But first, congratulations are in order to the Kansas City Chiefs for not only winning the Super Bowl, but for making Giants fans happy again. We had a rough go after that Minnesota game, but you know what? All is well today because not only did the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, we had two former New York Giants players who helped seal the deal. So special thank you to Kadarius Tony and James Bradbury for, you know, really taking the once a giant, only a giant seriously. We appreciate you for that. So that's all I'm going to say about the Super Bowl. You know, Twitter is Twitter. So there's been, uh, it's funny, most of the messages I saw felt the way I did about Tony that I was like, listen, if he is part of the reason why the Chiefs beat the Eagles, amazing. I don't care. He's on another team. Good for him. He's finally semi-healthy and, um, you know, help them win the Super Bowl against the worst team and the worst fans in the universe. So if that's what, what Kadarius Tony was, uh, the, the Chiefs, the trades of the Chiefs did for Giants fans, then so be it. I am on board. Let's talk about free agents now. So I'm going to go by position group here, and I am going to start with the wide receivers. So kicking it off is Mr. Sterling Shepard. Now, I know that we all love Sterling Shepard, and it's very obvious that inside the building, probably every single person there also loves him as much as we do as fans. There was a lot of talk during the season after what happened with his injury that he easily could have been pouting on the side. He could have skipped the away games. You know, he really could have made himself scarce and he did the opposite. He became the team's number one cheerleader. And for that and a million other reasons, I do think that the Giants re-sign him. And if I were the Giants, I would re-sign him probably to only a one-year deal. My biggest concern with Shep is the injuries. That's really the only thing that I worry about with him. Everything else, he's perfect. He's a leader. He is a smart football player. He's fast. He's got good hands. He's a key piece to this offense. Him and Jones have a good connection. You know, I'm sure I could keep going on and on about why I love Shepard and why I think he deserves to continue to be a giant. I do think, you know, he took a pay cut last year. I think that he's probably likely to be maybe okay or willing to take another pay cut to stay with the Giants because, um, look, it's the end of his career. He's coming off of a, another huge leg injury back-to-back years. It's not easy to come back from that. And I don't know which other teams are going to take a gamble on him. And I do think that he is very beloved throughout the entire organization, the players, the coaches, the people inside the building, Joe Shane. I really think that everyone 
loves him. So I think he'll be here at least one more year. Richie James is also going to be a free agent. He had a pretty small contract. His average was a million dollars last year. So I think that he stays too. I think they probably sign him to maybe a two or three year deal. I mean, maybe they could pay him three million and that be enough. So I feel like he's probably not going anywhere and he'll be here at least one more year. And I would keep him. I'm totally fine with that. Next up is Marcus Johnson. I would cut him. I don't think he did enough. That's all I have to say about him. Let's talk about Darius Slayton. Now, Darius Slayton is a very hot topic for Giants fans. And listen, I fully understand why I, you know, Slayton has been a frustrating player to watch sometimes. And I get it. I think he has a lot of potential. Um, I think he's our only deep threat. And I don't know if they're going to be able to replace that in the draft. It's very possible. But... I, I, Slayton, I think to me is 50 50. I could see it going either way where either the Giants resign him or they let him go. I think the problem is going to be strictly money because there's not a deep free agency class and there's specifically for wide receivers and there's not a ton of great wide receiver talent out there that it's very possible that he could get a pretty good deal from another team like Evan Ingram. So, I, I'm fine either way. Regardless of what happens, I'm okay with it. I think, you know, again, either way, they're going to draft at least one wide receiver or try maybe to get another wide receiver in free agency. I'm not really so sure about that, but I think we can confidently say that they're definitely going to draft someone. And, um, you know, whether it's going to be someone with a skill set that Slayton has and they plan to replace him, I'm not so sure. But I, I really think that 50-50, it could go either way. I would say if they could get him on a cheap deal, I would bring him back. I just am not sure if he's going to be willing to take a pay cut again because he took one last year. So TBD, we'll see. All right, let's talk about safeties. And Tony Jefferson is the only one that we have on this list right now. He's 31. His salary was 1.1 million. And listen, I think Jefferson did the best that he could coming in here. I think that we can replace him with someone else. So I am not personally dying to resign him. um, And I would be fine if he walks. I don't I don't really feel strongly about it either way. Um, he dealt with some injury issues, which I think probably affected him and his game. But I don't know. He didn't really stand out to me as someone who I'm dying to have back, like I feel about some of these other guys. Next up, let's talk about running backs. We got to talk about Saquon. Similarly to Shep, Saqu- Saquon is part of the New York Giants brand. When you think about the Giants, you think about Saquon and vice versa. And I think that John Mara is going to be more involved with Saquon's deal than possibly anyone else's because I think that he loves Saquon. I think everyone in the building loves Saquon. There's nothing not to love about him, right? So like Shep, he's a leader. He has a strong um, personality on the sidelines. He gets people hype. He knows what he's doing. He's a smart player on the field. He's really taken well to the coaching staff and he's a big part of this offense. And again, there's a million other reasons, but I think that 
they're going to make it work with him in some capacity. So if that means that he is really fighting for $15 million a year and the Giants are just saying absolutely not, under no circumstances will we give you $15 million a year, he's going to get franchise tagged. So I think either way, he's here at least until next year. I personally feel like the Giants really want it to work. But I do think that there there could be a disconnect between Shane and Mara because I could see Mara saying, you know, he's kind of the face of the franchise and, you know, he's done a lot of good for the team and for New York and the community and all of that kind of stuff. And he's a wonderful person off the field and he's, you know, a safe bed who doesn't get into trouble and doesn't have personality issues and all of that kind of stuff. So I could see Mara saying, you know, I don't really care so much about the money. We'll figure it out. And Joe Shane being like, I get where you're coming from. But, you know, at the same time, the value piece to the money is important. And I just I agree with Shane in the sense that unless you're Christian McCaffrey, no one deserves 15 million a year. And part of the problem is Zeke Elliott's contract. But we talk about this a lot. Jerry Jones is also the problem because he's a dummy and overpays people has nothing to do with their talent level. He did it with Dak and he did it with Zeke. But I I feel like that shouldn't affect Saquon because Shane is not Jerry Jones and not going to do something stupid like Dave Gettleman has done in the past and like exactly Jerry Jones did. So I don't know. I do I do feel like I would be absolutely shocked if he's not here because of all of those things. I just think that they're they're going to figure it out in some way, shape, or form. And, you know, if Saquon's really set on 15, then maybe they say, we'll give you 14 this year and 15 next year and 15 the year after that. I don't know. Um, but maybe that would be their way to work it out with him. But I do feel like he is a not only a big piece to this offense, but he He's the face of the franchise, you know? Until Jones gets signed on a long-term deal, Saquon's the guy. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. The They are in negotiations right now with Saquon and his agent. The Giants are. So the deal could be done any day. It could go on for weeks from now. But Joe Shane said that he does plan to have the contracts, I believe he said, between him and Jones done by the start of free agency on May 15th. And in my perspective, I'm like, if you can't get it done by March 15th, there's some sort of problem because it's already been weeks since our season ended. And, you know, I know they have already been talking to Saquon for at least a week. So kind of like it's got to get figured out by then, right? I mean, if it's not, again, there's a problem. So let's say this. If Saquon is not signed by March 15th, he's not here next year. So it's February 13th. We have a month and two days that we have to twiddle our thumbs and wait for any news about Saquon. Let's move along to another running back, Matt Breida. Now, I think regardless of what happens with Saquon, I would sign Matt Breida at least to a one-year deal, maybe a two-year deal. I love Breida. I think he's a great back. He can be used in the passing game as well. He's strong. He can break through tackles. He's scrappy. I don't know. I just really like Breida, and I would sign him to a two-year deal, one or two years. Um, His contract with the Giants last year was one point 
1875. So I just feel like they could probably get away with doing like a two year, two and a half or $3 million deal. And I think that would be fine. If they don't re-sign Saquon, then I would 100% sign Breida to a two or three year deal. I think Saquon's contract is going to play a big part in that, but I feel like they really like Brita. Um, I'm pretty sure he came from the Bills, so I could see him being here at least another year. But keep in mind that they do have Gary Brightwell and Joshua Corbin available still. So we'll see what happens, but I like Brita, and I would definitely like to see him stay. Next up, let's talk about the one and only New York Giants quarterback, Daniel Jones. Now, Daniel Jones is going to be here next year. There is no doubt in my mind that he is not going to be here. How much money he's going to make, on the other hand, I have no idea. I have seen reports that it's it could be, you know, 28 million or it could be 37 million. I don't think he's getting I I feel like 37 could be a little bit high. So I think anything over 37 is probably not happening. Um, he's definitely not getting 40 million. He might from someone else, but he's, I think everyone, all NFL teams would agree that he's not in the talent level of the quarterbacks who make 40 million plus. If he has another amazing year next year, sure, different story. But I think when you just look at the whole body of work, he's had, you know, one really great year, one pretty good year, and two not so great years. And I, while I don't really think that's fair to him because coaching, offensive line, and weapons all around him were part of that, unfortunately, it is what it is. So um, I think he's, He's not going anywhere. We'll say that. I think he's probably getting signed a four-year, four maybe five-year deal. Um, I kind of was thinking three or four, but the way that Joe Shane has openly talked about Daniel and saying that he wants him to be here, they're in the contract negotiations process with him. They started it. I mean, he said multiple times to the press that he wants Daniel back. And he hasn't said that about Saquon. So I just think Jones is going nowhere. Um, I think that Joe Shane is smart enough to know he's not going to overpay him as the quarterback. But I do think that he's willing to work with him and figure it out and get whatever that happy medium is between both of them. I think he's more willing to make that commitment to Jones than he is to Saquon. So if I were the GM, I would probably give Jones 35 five million a year. I mean, maybe they could work it out and give him incentives to get him to 37 if that's his walk away number. I mean, who knows? Or they could do, you know, what I talked about with Saquon, right? Is maybe they give him 35 million next year. And then for the next three years, if he hits XYZ or, or doesn't get injured or whatever, whatever it is, um, then they can up his salary from there. So we'll see what happens. Again, like Jones, we we could know tomorrow or we can know March 14th at 11.59 p.m. So as always, I will keep you guys updated. I'm very excited to see how this all shakes out, but I feel very confident that Daniel Jones is going nowhere. Ah, Jamie Gillen, punter extraordinaire. 
I don't know what's going to happen with Gillen. His salary was just over a million dollars. He was very inconsistent. He's young. He's only 25. But, you know, he had good games and he had not so good games. And the problem is the inconsistency. So I think I'd be more surprised if they re-sign him than if they don't sign him. Personally, I probably wouldn't, and I would just try to find either someone in free agency or during the summer. I feel like, you know, they make all of these signings throughout OTAs and training camp and and the preseason and everything like that, that I could see them kind of waiting until the summer or whatever and, and dealing with a punter then. All right. Another guy who has been a little controversial is O'Shane Zimenez. Now, he's young, too, only 26. His salary this year was 863000 And, you know, he just has been, like Gillen, very hit or miss. You know, he made that one mistake with two years ago with Judge where he was, he got the offside flag, but then afterwards when everyone looked at it, it really wasn't offsides. But, you know, that mistake, he got buried in the depth chart and he was kind of on and off this year. He had a couple games where he looked great and then a couple games where he looked not so great. So I know we need a lot of help at linebacker, but for me, I just don't know if I would re-sign him. I think he's not... He didn't step up enough to make me feel confident that if he's on the field with a rookie linebacker, that he is he's going to help balance out the rookiness of the young guy, and that would be a concern for me. So I probably wouldn't re-sign him, and I don't think the Giants do either. Next up is long snapper Casey Kreider. I would re-sign Casey. Not once have we had a bad snap in pretty much the whole time that he's been here, I think. Um, And his salary is 1.187. So I assume that he wouldn't be getting a huge bump up from there. Maybe he could, you know, get 1.5 for two or three years. But there's so much inconsistency in so many players that we're going to lose that where we have the option to keep the consistency of someone who has continually played well week in and week out, I would keep him. He hasn't done anything wrong, in my opinion, to be like he deserves the boot. And we have seen our fair share of bad snaps happen with other teams. So I would keep him. Let's talk about Nick Gates, who should have been the NFL's Comeback Player of the Year, should have at least been nominated and made it to the top three. Um, that was some absolute garbage that it went to Geno Smith. And it has it's nothing to do with Geno Smith and everything to do with what everyone thinks the Comeback Player of the Year is. And it's not Geno. So that was absurd to me. I digress. I would keep Nick Gates. His contract was $3.4 million last year. I would get rid of Feliciano. I would keep Gates at center, and I would draft a center. And that would be my focus, is to keep Nick Gates on for a year or two, have him focus on the center role only instead of this left, left guard rotation, back in at the center, whatever, whatever. Keep him at center, get rid of Feliciano, and then help the guards around him, keep them as is, whatever. Azudu's going to come back. We'll see if that makes any difference. Um, and Bredesen should be good to go next year. And so is so will Glowinski. So, um, yeah, I would keep him. 
And now let's talk about Feliciano after that, because like I said, I would get rid of Feliciano. He's four years older than Gates. And I know it's great that he has more experience, but I just felt like he was not great. I know he got more playing time than Gates, so I think it's kind of hard to compare them. And they weren't always, you know, of course, they're not always playing the same position, but I don't know. I just, I would prefer Nick Gates. That's my opinion. You don't have to agree with it. I know a lot of people throughout the season were wanted Feliciano gone, and I have seen people say the same thing about Nick Gates. I would take Gates over him for sure. Next up is Julian Love. You guys know how I feel about Julian Love. I love him. And he led the defense in tackles and interceptions this year. Now, I know he's not Diggs and didn't have seven or 10, whatever interceptions Diggs had, which is a whole other thing because honestly, some of those were so easy. He just happened to be there at the right time and has good hands. So whatever. Um, I would resign Julian Love. Absolutely. I you know, this is this is what's hard from the outside looking in is obviously I have no idea what kind of money Julian is looking for. He only made 800, well, not only, he made $800,000 this past year, but the going rate for safeties could be anything like 7 million or it could be the franchise tag, which is 12 million, which is an absurd increase going from 800,000 to 12 million. And I know that it's because it's on his rookie deal, but I'll tell you what, He's not getting 12 million from the Giants. So we'll see what happens. I think, you know, I think they love him in the building and they want him to stay, but I do think that it's going to come down to money. Now, personally, I feel like Julian is a smart guy and maybe like Saquon, who said he doesn't want to test the market, he would be willing to stay with the Giants and want to be on this team and be willing to take, I don't want to say a pay cut, but just would be willing to not take a ton of money to go elsewhere if it's that big of a difference, right? So I have no idea. I don't know what the money is going to look like. I would love for him to stay and I want him to stay. I just don't really know what the numbers are going to look at. So we'll see. Um, I am looking on Spot Track right now and they say that his calculated market value is $7.9 million. So we'll see if that's what he's going to want. Um... I assume it's probably going to be something around that. Um, Do the Giants, can they afford to pay him that? I'm not so sure. So again, we will find out over these upcoming weeks. It's going to be a very busy couple weeks for us as we sit here and twiddle our thumbs and wait to find out details. All right, let's talk about the defense here for these last four players. Justin Ellis, defensive tackle. He's 32, $1.27 million contract. Uh, He didn't stand out to me. I would be totally fine cutting him. I don't think he's coming back. I don't think he did enough for to warrant him to come back. Um, So I'd get rid of him. Same thing with with, uh, Nick Williams, who is almost 33. Another defensive tackle, $1.2 million. Again, didn't stand out to me. I believe he dealt with some injury issues. I wouldn't keep him. Next up, Jihad Ward, hottie. Everyone loves Jihad Ward. And it's been confirmed that Wink Martindale is staying. Well, it hasn't been confirmed by the Giants, but it's been confirmed that he's out of the running for the Colts head coach job, which leads all of us to believe that he's staying. 
And Hottie has said that he loves Wink so much that if Wink goes, he's going wherever Wink goes. So I'm glad that it, hopefully they're both going to stay. Um, but I just feel like Ward is, he's a leader on the team. He's a leader on the sidelines. He's aggressive. He likes Wink's system. He's a good fit for Wink's system. And I just think he brings a lot to this team. He's kind of like the life of the party. And I think he's the like heart and soul of the defense, him and Julian Love. And I really would love to see him stay on board for a couple more years. He's almost 29, so maybe I'd sign him to a two-year deal. His uh, salary was 1.187. So again, I don't really know what the going rate for him would be, but I'm I'm assuming if it was 1.187, you know, obviously he's not a rookie. So I think that maybe they could do a a two-year, $3 million deal, maybe. That's what I would do if I was Joe Shane, see if that works. Uh, but I love Hottie, and I definitely want him to be here next year, 100%. Would love it. Next up is Fabian Moreau, um, cornerback, who is almost 29, and his salary was just over a million dollars. Now, it's funny because it seems like there's some conflicting opinions with him specifically that I have talked to some of you guys in my DMs about. This is how I feel, is if I kept him, I would only keep him for one more year. And that's because we have a Dory Jackson. And the biggest thing that I noticed with Moreau is he was playing his best ball for the first half of the season until a Dory got hurt. So I think having a Dory on a number one and Moreau on a number two is great. I think he slipped a little bit towards the end. I think he's not capable of covering Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase. But I think he's capable of covering a number two guy. So because of that, I would keep him for another year, probably not much longer. Now keep in mind that we do have Rodarius Williams and Aaron Robinson, who's coming back from injury. And we also have Cordell Flott. So based on all of that, is it necessary to keep Moreau? Probably not. But I don't know who, if if Moreau leaves, who is going to be that level talent or better to replace him. Now, I think that it could be Cordell Flott. Joe Shane has openly talked about how he really likes him and, you know, they feel like there's a lot of potential with him. So he could be a good replacement. I think Aaron Robinson was looking better before he got injured, so he could be a possible replacement. You know, we have to see what he's going to be like. I think he should be ready to go by the time the season starts. So we'll see what we have with him. And you guys know I love Rodarius Williams. I also want him to step up and potentially be in that other cornerback role. So of course, we'll see what happens. That's what I would do if I was GM with all of these players. Obviously, I'm not. So we will see what Joe Shane does. What I will say is to trust the process. If someone like Julian Love doesn't get re-signed, I will be devastated. But I also know that I trust Joe Shane. I believe in what he's doing, especially because of what we've seen him do so far. I feel really confident that he's got a great plan for this organization. He knows what he needs to do to get us to that next level, to get us closer to the Eagles from a talent perspective, and he's going to help get us there. So we'll see what happens. Two other guys that I want to mention 
who were going to be restricted free agents. One of them is Isaiah Hodgins, who I know I'm fairly sure that all of us as Giants fans love. I would absolutely re-sign him, and I think that the Giants are going to re-sign him 100%. They just haven't yet. But I would say expect to see Isaiah Hodgins back on this team next year, no questions asked. Another restricted free agent is tight end Lawrence Cager, who the Giants announced today that they did sign. So I think that's a good sign. I liked Cager. He's not perfect, but I think he, um, I think he's going to improve throughout his time with the Giants, and I'm looking forward to seeing it, especially having a full offseason and everything like that here, especially with this coaching staff. I have a lot of faith in them, and I am excited that he's going to be back. So another thing that I would keep an eye on over these next couple weeks, especially before the draft, because I've also talked to you guys. I think most of you know that I love tight end Michael Mayer coming out of Notre Dame. I would love if he made it to number 25 and the Giants picked him. With Bellinger and Cager, they might not feel the need for another tight end. They also might re-sign Nick Vanett, who was on the team last year, who was decent. Um, personally, I would prefer Michael Mayer, but we will see what happens. I really want to see them get the tight ends more involved. And I think we're going to see a lot of that from Bellinger this year. Obviously the freak eye injury played a toll upon his career. He's a rookie. I think next year he's going to be a star and I'm very excited about him. So we'll see what happens. There will be a lot more episodes before the draft, before we get to all of that, but just a thing to keep an eye on with the announcement of the re-signing of Lawrence Cager. So that's it for today. Again, special thanks to Kadarius Tony and the Kansas City Chiefs for winning the Super Bowl and, um, you know, having all of us Giants have a really great night. We appreciate you and I appreciate all of you guys as listeners. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. I will be back soon with another episode. In the meantime, you can follow me on Instagram and TikTok at New York Giants Fangirls. That will be the first place that I post any updates about contract negotiations and sign and free agents and all of that kind of stuff. If you're on those platforms, join me. And if you are not, please subscribe to the Everything New York Giants podcast and I will be back soon with another episode. Go Giants!